Lord, Amen. It's been good. I, I, those uh, missionaries were speaking, and one they got about the preaching, and I, it was helping my nerves, Amen. Just saying, go ahead and preach, Amen. But God is good, and I tell you, uh, this morning helped my heart. The Sunday school time and Brother Gravely's class just helped me, and uh, then the message, uh, just to thank the Lord for what He's done for us. And I even got a message out of it, Brother Gravely. Amen. I'm a, I got a title. I know you ain't supposed to do it like that. You get a title and then you got to get a text. But I, I thought about that. Uh, don't ever. He, he made a statement, but don't ever. I, I thought about the title, that, the danger of getting used to it. Amen. And I thank God for men of God that are still standing, you in this place, and your pastor. Uh, don't ever get used to having a pastor that still stands on the book, the blood, and the blessed hope. Don't just ever get flipping about that. And I know you don't, but uh, it's not everywhere these days. Amen. And I thank the Lord for uh, His goodness to us and just letting us come our way. I asked my boy, um, Eli, I said, I got my stopwatch. I said, uh, now how long must, do I need to preach? I hit a start on it. He looked at it. In about five seconds, he said, that'll do it. Amen. He's the most spiritual one of the bunch, I think, but the Lord is good. And, you know, this is about the third time, I guess, we, we came through a time or two before uh, in your regular service. Of course, come to your conference, your Bible conference or camp meeting, whatever you call it there, Jubilee. And, uh, but I, one thing I, I've known, I, I've been in several churches and, and as well as Brother Gravely, many of you, uh, one thing that you, I, I've sensed about this church as a blessing to my heart is that you, when you come to church, you come to church, amen. Uh, you want to meet God, and not everywhere is like that as well. Uh, you're not, you don't come to uh, be entertained. You don't try, come for some big production, but I've noticed you, you thank God you come to worship and, and exalt Christ. And I'll tell you, He'll bless that. And uh, I also noticed something else, that this pulpit is open to Bible preaching. There's, there's nobody that's trying to stifle and, and, and put a lid on this pulpit. And I told my church a while back, if we'll always keep the pulpit open to preach the book, uh, God will bless the place. Amen. And uh, thank God for that tonight. But I, I'll not uh, keep you too long. I understand that. But if you would enable to stand, go to Job with me if, uh, this evening. Uh, book of Job 13. Uh, Job 13. And I want to read just a few verses here out of this text. Certainly an honor to be in your pulpit, Brother Gravely, and thank God for him and his influence on so many in my own life and family. Job chapter 13, and notice in beginning in verse number 1, the Bible says, Lo, mine eye hath seen all this, mine ear hath heard and understood it. What ye know, the same do I know also. I am not inferior unto you, Surely I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to reason with God. But ye are forgers of lies, ye are all physicians of no value. Oh, that ye would altogether hold your peace, and it should be your wisdom. Hear now my reasoning, and hearken to the pleadings of my lips. Will ye speak wickedly for God, and talk deceitfully for Him? Will ye accept His person? Will ye contend for God? Is it good that he should search you out? Or as one man mocketh another, do ye so mock him? He will surely reprove you if ye do secretly accept persons. Shall not his excellency make you afraid and his dread fall upon you? 
Your remembrances are like unto ashes, your bodies to bodies of clay. Hold your peace. Let me alone, that I may speak and let come on me what will. Wherefore do I take my flesh and my teeth and put my life in mine hand? Notice verse 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. You can be seated. Let's pray together. Our Father, Lord, we sure thank you for this night you've given us. Lord, I thank you for the uh, time you've let us uh, come in the house of God this day and all that you did and spoke to our hearts. And Lord, I pray for right now, Lord, we, we can't go back to yesterday. Lord, we can't go into tomorrow. And all we have is right now. I pray you'll bless it and help us. And Lord, bless every person in this room. Lord, uh, put your hand on them. And may you increase us tonight and draw us nearer to thee. Lord, we just want to say one more time that we love you. Lord, all because you first loved us. And thank you, Lord, as that song said, if we have Jesus, we have more wealth. Uh, oh, God, we have more than anybody all the world put together. They can't count it. Uh, and God, I pray you'll just help us here tonight. Bless uh, this dear church, its pastor. And Lord, we thank you for your blessings on us. And we'll praise you in Jesus' name. All God's people said, uh, Amen. Amen. I love the verse over in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord uh, with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Uh, in all that Job went through, he said in verse 15, Though he slay me, yet... Will I trust in Him? And I want to preach tonight for a moment on the tis so sweet uh, to trust uh, in uh, Jesus. Uh, if we could ever increase our trust, I believe it would bring personal revival. Have you, have you thought about personal revival since this morning? Uh, I thought about it one of these days and I might uh, work up, the Brother Sam, work up the courage to do it one, one of these Sundays uh, to preach the same message Sunday night that I did Sunday morning uh, and see how many tell me that I did. Amen. Uh, see if they pay attention. But have you thought about personal revival? Can we muse on that for a little while? I believe God wants to increase our trust. Uh, you'll notice in Job 13 within our text, we know this, uh, the plight of Job. Uh, how that it back in chapter 1, uh, you know the story of those Bible students and preachers. Uh, uh, he supposedly lost his children, seven sons and three daughters. Uh, his herd, 3,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, uh, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she has his, uh, he lost his health uh, and all that he had uh, you talking about a bad day so everybody thought uh, you ever got up and by the end of it you thought my goodness it's just been one of those days uh, it's just been one of those times I sure hope tomorrow turns out better than this day went uh, Job chapter 1 verse 8 the Lord said unto Satan hast thou considered my servant Job uh, that there is none like him in the earth a perfect and upright man Man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. You know, the devil accused Job of serving God only because of what God had done for him. Uh, basically, he said, Lord, you've just been, God, you've just been so good to him. Uh, he answered him, Doth God, Job fear God for naught? 
Hast thou not made an hedge about him and about his house uh, and about all that he hath on every side? Uh, thou hast blessed the work of his hands uh, and his substance is increased in the land. Uh, and Satan thought uh, that he surely had a plan uh, uh, to gain the glory in Job's life. You realize uh, the devil comes at you and he comes at me uh, uh, so he can get a little glory. Uh, he's been trying to get the glory ever since uh, the Lord kicked him out of heaven uh, and he is still try up to the same old tactics uh, in Job chapter 1 uh, uh, Satan answered uh, and he, he said uh, he's just uh, serving you because uh, of what you've done for him uh, and he, he told God in Job 1:11, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face uh, the sorrow that Job experienced in his loss uh, you'll see the suffering that he experienced in his health uh, his own spouse at one point said curse God and die and but you find that never that to be the occasion we do hear Job in chapter 3 is it he cursed his day but he did not curse his God and his three friends entered into the scene and for some 37 chapters he didn't hear from God I mean he he did hear from 30 from, from those three so called friends it doesn't get depressing sometimes I mean you walk through some valleys and you just don't hear from God like you want to hear from God you're hearing from everybody else it seems like everybody else has got the answer but you want to hear from God but there's chapters after chapter in your life and you go day after day and you wonder Lord where are you I mean it just seems like everything's falling apart and he didn't hear from God as he wanted in chapter 13 here is Job answering some of his friends speeches that they gave to him and you'll notice I love what he said in verse 2 he said I'm, I'm not inferior unto you he told them in verse 4 you're forgers of lies I mean it seemed like we could call Washington D.C. and tell, tell some of this too amen he, he said this finally he had enough I mean a man can only take so much in verse 5 he basically said he said hold your peace in other words he said will y'all please shut up for a little while will you just please I've heard you I've heard everything you've got to say uh, and you're not helping me a bit in other places they're called miserable comforters uh, and then he said again in verse 13 uh, he said hold your peace uh, he said just be quiet and let me alone for a little while uh, I mean they were they brought more discouragement uh, trying to thought they had the answer isn't it amazing how some folk think they got the answer for all of your problems uh, oh but they thought they had everything they could to help Job uh, and uh, they put it on him it seemed to get heavier and heavier uh, but I love what Job said uh, he said that may appear when somebody looks on the situation uh, that the Lord is against me uh, and it even feels like he's slaying me uh, he said but though he slay me uh, I want y'all to know uh, I'm going to trust him uh, in the midst of the slaying hours uh, and though he come it seemed like he come against me uh, I'm still going to trust him uh, it may be hard uh, it don't come naturally with the flesh but all oh, that we would just say Lord however dark the day get I'm going to trust you Lord whatever the news is tomorrow I'm going to trust you whatever my pocketbook looks like I'm going to trust you God I'm not going to back up I'm not going to back down oh whatever the devil's trying to do he wants the glory out of your life and if he never get us to back up in our trust oh how that verse right there 
So Job just nailed it down. I love what he said. Though he slayed me, he didn't say yet. I might trust him. Yet, I'll try to trust him. How many people have you been by to the church? And here's what they say. Well, preacher, we'll try. We'll try to get there. Job didn't say, I'll try to trust you, God, in the midst of all this. But Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. In other words, my heart is resolute. My mind is fixed. My my, my every ounce of me, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to let the wind blow me off course. Amen. He said, I'm going to trust you. You'll notice in verse 15 when he said that, he continued his trust to trust in God through the trials against the accusation of those friends, in spite of his own blurriness of his situation, he chose to trust in the Lord. Notice this now, it's very important. Job, in the midst of all these chapters of his life where it seemed like God was silent uh, and those that, uh, that were around him were speaking but offering no help, uh, what did he do? I'll tell you what he didn't do. Uh, Job did not get bitter. He did not get mad or angry at God. Uh, but he decided to serve uh, uh, the same God that he had served uh, when he had all of his house uh, before the, the tragedy came uh, in chapter 1 when God described him as one that a perfect man one that escheweth evil one that feareth God you know what God was going to prove to the devil is that his word is right see the devil thought well if I can get Job to curse God I'll get all the glory I'll prove that what God said about him is wrong oh but I'm read the back of the chapter and it proves true what God had said hey God brought to pass and he kept own trusting God uh, in the midst of his own blurriness of the situation. You and I won't always see clearly. We always won't understand it. Uh, but yet will I trust him? Uh, I'm just going to plant her down, friend, uh, and go ahead and trust him. Uh, preacher, you don't know what might come up. Uh, yes, but I know who came down uh, uh, for the glory of God uh, and won the victory at Calvary. Uh, and oh, if I never just keep my eyes steadfast on him. Uh, through the many days where the raindrops landed in his life. And yet his trust become greater than the, than the trial. Okay, is your trust in God greater than the trial right now? Finally in chapter 38. Oh, long, wanted and heated. But here it is. It says, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. And Job answered the Lord in Job 42 verse 2. He said, I know that thou canst do any everything and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Uh, Job 42, 10, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Uh, see, Job didn't say, well, uh, y'all just, uh, uh, Job didn't get angry, mad, and bitter at them. Uh, it says he prayed for them, the very ones uh, that didn't help him a, big, a bit, uh, but brought more burden upon his shoulder uh, in his despair. Uh, and yet Job didn't forget them. Uh, and Job prayed for them. Uh, and it says when he did, uh, the Lord did something in Job's life. Uh, you know what he did? It says also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Don't tell me that it doesn't pay to serve God. 
doesn't tell you. I've seen too many that gives herself to the world uh, and, and the world strips them. Uh, how the world uh, 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 comes and takes everything from them. The joys of life. Uh, I mean once could stand up in church and sing Amazing Grace uh, with a trust in God. Uh, oh but they turn their minds and hearts from God. Uh, I've seen the world to take everything from them uh, and laugh at them. Uh, oh but I've seen folks that just said I'm going to trust him. Uh, I've seen for I got a little old lady. She can't come no more. She's at home. She's 90 year old. Uh, I go and she's still at the house. But I remember many a day she had a hard life. Uh, but she'd walk in that side door. Uh, you talking about encouraging that preacher. Uh, little old lady on the walker. Uh, I mean just coming in. Uh, just a, a full of joy. Uh, she had so much she could complain about. But you know what she did? Uh, she said I'm just going to trust God. Uh, I'm not going to go around uh, just bickering and complaining. Uh, I'll tell you the Bible says that displeases God. Uh, but I'll tell you what will please God. Uh, you just say Lord uh, what come what may. I'm going to trust you on Monday. I'm going to trust you on Tuesday. I'm going to trust you on Wednesday. I'm going to trust you on Thursday. I'm going to trust you on Friday. I'm going to trust you on Saturday. And thank God I'm going to trust you on Sunday. And start it all over again. Amen. Yeah, thank God for trusting God. You notice in Job 42, 12. See, God didn't, after the bitter circumstances, God made him better. It says, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. He saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. The devil was defeated. God was exalted. And Job was delivered. He found sweetness through the bitter days by keeping his trust in the Lord. And I believe if Job walked up those steps tonight, he probably said, can I borrow the microphone? And he'd start by bellowing out the words, tis so sweet. To trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. No matter the world, the flesh, and the devil, what that throws at us, it is a sweet thing to trust his name. As the song says, I've never been sorry for trusting his name. How that word trust is found well over a hundred times in Scripture. And many times you think about what the, thing, what the word symbolizes and does in our heart. But oh, how sweet it is to trust Him. And I just want to throw these at you. I'll be done here in a moment. But notice, uh, tis so sweet to be encouraged by His Word. I'm glad we've still got a book tonight. At times, just like in Job's life, life won't always be sweet. Oh, but the Word of God sure is. The situations won't always be great. Our surroundings won't be pleasant. Oh, but we can all we will have at times is the Word of God. I remember Brother Gravely as I was in junior college. I hadn't surrendered to the ministry yet. And I'd drive back on Sunday night after church about an hour back to my, where I was going to college. I'd get, I, wasn't, I wasn't, it didn't mean I was real spiritual. But I just had some that exalted this book before me and it got in me something then. And so as I was driving back, I, I'd place my Bible on my leg. Uh, the, I hadn't surrendered to preach yet, uh, but it, I, it, something was going on on the inside of me. I'd find myself going down the highway uh, and start preaching to the steering wheel. Uh, 
And I got over there my first ticket I ever got. I guess I got carried away. We was in a little place coming into a little small town. You had to stop, turn left or right. It was about 10 o'clock at night. You can see long ways, both ways. I didn't know if you had to stop when it, I mean, like that. I thought you could just go on. And so I just kind of pulled on out. I was in the glory. Next thing I knew, though, I saw blue Christmas lights behind me. It wasn't Christmas time. I pulled over, and he gave me a nice little thank you card. Amen. And I gave him a track and all those good things, but that didn't help the case. Amen. But I thought about the first time is God was doing something in my heart. I'm thankful for the Word of God. There's times in your life, everything in your life will seem to go haywire, will go chaotic. And the only stable thing you'll have is the Word of God, is this precious old book. Psalm 19.10, more to be desired are they than honey or than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. I'm glad tonight I can announce the Word of God. You won't hear this on the White House news briefing, but you'll hear it from an old-fashioned Bible-believing Baptist church. His word is strength to the weak. His word is water to the thirsty. His word is bread to the hungry. Thank God his word is hope for the hopeless. I'm talking about here in the U.S. I'm talking about in Papua New Guinea. I'm talking about in China. I'm talking about all over the nation and the world. This is a book full of hope. Amen. It's light in the darkness. Oh, it's life in the midst where we're seeing death everywhere. Say, well, my church is just, you know, I've been worried all day. Brother Grant hadn't took a Sunday in years. And somehow I thought my, I, they couldn't make it without me. My wife might say, you might, be, you might be surprised how well they make it without you. Amen. But I've been watching, man, I wonder, oh, they're doing this right now. I'm wondering this and all. You say, why do you do Because I love my people. I, I love my people. I thank God for them. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, uh, the Word of God has helped me more than anything else. Uh, when nobody else maybe has a word, they may try. Brother Sam, the, your mama just went to heaven recently. I, I was talking to him this morning when, when my dad passed. Uh, Brother Gravely, I'd heard about people saying, uh, I feel those prayers and, and the grace of God. And I understood it, but I really understood it when I walked through it. And when I could say I felt those prayers and, and when I realized what held me up was the Word of God. It was on, my dad passed on a Sunday evening. It was on that Monday or Tuesday that my, one of my deacons came and just said, Brother Philip, you can uh, just take Wednesday and just, 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 we'll take care of it. And it's not because I'm spiritual. It's because I'm not. And I said, no, bro, no brother, I, I need to be in my place. I know everybody grieves differently, but the best way for me was to get right back at my station. Get right, right back in this book. And let God saturate it in my soul and give me something uh, for that hour. Uh, I'll tell you, I failed him, but he's never failed me. Uh, I've not always had a word, uh, but he's always had a word uh, in the time of need. Uh, 
Tis so sweet to be encouraged by His Word. His Word is sufficient to the young. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto. Not just by being taught. I'm hearing a lot of this. You know, they grow up and then they go astray. And people say, well, they knew the truth. But the Bible says it's not just knowing young people. It says by taking heed. By putting it in your feet, by putting it in your heart, uh, and, and putting it in active motion in your life, uh, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Oh, there's so many falling away, but thank God for those staying. Amen. His word is strength to the young and peace to the dying. And may we love it and live it and long for it. Tis so sweet to be engaged in his work. I'm just going to give you these, but nothing better than serving Jesus in His work. I don't know why He he called me, but I just figured since He did, I might as well give Him my best and enjoy the journey. Amen. I think I preached a meeting one time. First night, the lady was there and she played the piano. Pastor said, well, she kind of don't like people getting excited in their their preaching. Well, she, she wasn't back the rest of the week, Brother Gravely. I talked to somebody last week, uh, asked them how their church was doing. And, and they said, well, we're struggling down a little bit of nothing. And, 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 uh, and then I said, well, how's a certain, certain preacher I, I knew that used to go there and preach some? And he said, oh, I, I don't know. I think he's, uh, he's changed a little bit. I, last time he preached in our church, boy, he, he stomped his foot in the, in the, in the pulpit. Uh, he said, I think he went Pentecostal, Amen. I wanted to say, sir, would you please come to one of our services? I do more than stop my foot, amen. But I'm sad, we're in a sad day when so many have dropped out of the work of God and they're going off. If anything, they're trying to find something else. But friend, I want to just announce tonight I have no bitterness, no anger to being raised as a pastor's kid in the house of God. I don't have to recover from that tonight. I'm thankful that I was raised in the work of God. Oh, I'm encouraged to be engaged in his work. It is so sweet. Nehemiah was engaged in a great work when those two, three toeheads, you know, tried to bring them down. And he said, I cannot come down because I'm doing a great work. It wasn't him saying, I'm too good for you. Oh, no. I'm not talking about not going down to where sinners are and giving them the gospel. I'm talking about those that's got intent to trying to stop the work. We look at him and say, no. Uh, he didn't say, I'm great. But he said, I'm doing a great work. And I'm glad that we're in a great work, men of God. And all oh, the world may hate it. Uh, the government may, may want to shut it down. Uh, but may we just keep engaging uh, in the work, uh, in the high calling uh, of carrying the gospel to all the world tonight. Uh, engaged in his work of reaching lost souls, standing for the doctrines of the faith. Uh, Jesus t- called out his disciples uh, and they got engaged in his work. Uh, you say, what do you see? See, some folks say, well, I just don't, I just don't see it. I've just never seen it. Why? Because they might not have ever got engaged in the work. I'm sad, sad to say a lot of churches, uh, they're dying out. Why? Because uh, they've never truly got engaged in the work. You know what the disciples experienced when they got engaged? They saw the sea calm. They heard the master of it look out to the waves and said, Peace be still. Just like we tell our kids, settle down. Sometimes we got to jerk them up. But, you know, but we, we say, Jesus looked at those 
raging waves and said, peace be still. Went a calm. You know, by getting engaged in the work, they saw the dead raised. They saw the crippled healed. They saw the multitude fed. They saw sinners saved. Had they never got engaged, they wouldn't see any of that. You know why I don't want to miss a service at church? Because you don't know what you're going to miss when you're not engaged in the work. Ask Thomas what he missed on that Sunday evening. Uh, oh, to get engaged in his work. Uh, whether it's teaching, preaching, singing, uh, serving God. Uh, uh, whether it's cleaning the toilet, picking up a trash uh, for the glory of God. Uh, friend, the greatest work we can be engaged in, uh, oh, is the work of the Lord. Uh, oh, tis so sweet to be enlightened in his will. Uh, God has a will, I believe, for every person. His general will is that everybody be saved. We got a lot of Calvinists down in our way, and they say, oh, y'all just need to preach the deeper things. Let me tell you, if you walk past John 3.16, see, a lot of their problem is they're drowning in their own error. If you go bypass the doctrine that God, He came so that whosoever believeth in Him can be saved. He said, whosoever let Him come, for all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. Aren't you glad He stretched forth those hands? He didn't do this. He did that tonight. I'm thankful that His will for everybody is that they be saved and bypass hell. Then Paul has a specific will. We understand that. Paul tells us how to be enlightened by it. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Baptists don't like that word holy anymore, but it's still in the Bible. Holy. Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Don't be molded and shaped according to this world. Uh, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, uh, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, I just say tonight, tis so sweet to be enlightened in his will but tis so sweet to escape his wrath they talked about it a while ago the day you repented of your sin trusted Christ as your savior was the day when you escaped the gruesome wrath of almighty God it was hanging over me oh but as an 11 year old boy when in my mom and dad's bedroom as I bowed my heart to the Lord and accepted him into my soul that very wrath of God was lifted off of me and the blood of Christ was placed on my account and forever settled the old account was settled long ago thank God I get to escape the wrath of God it is so sweet just spend a moment and taste it. It's sweet to know. It, thank God there was, there's an earthly wrath we know for Christians when we turn away from the things we ought to do. Yes, we, there is some reaping involved. But oh, there's an eternal wrath for those who reject Jesus as Savior. And John the Baptist warned the Pharisees and the Sadducees to flee the wrath to come as a child of God. It's a sweet thing to know that your sins are forgiven. It's a sweet thing to know that your guilt is gone and that the payment has been made. Psalm 85, the psalmist said to the Lord, Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thy anger. Thank God for that. I've almost been preaching 30 minutes. I'm going to close right here. Hang with me. Tis so sweet, oh, to be encouraged by His Word, to be engaged in His work, to be enlightened in His will. Tis so sweet to escape the very wrath of God. But I want to close 
by saying, "'Tis so sweet to enter into His worship." There's no sweeter place a Christian can be than when you enter into the worshiping of the Savior. Psalm 104, 34, my meditation of Him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. I'm glad, Brother Gravely, we worship together collectively. But I'm also glad in the stillness of my office, sometimes I can get on my face and the glory world comes right there in that little room. I'm thankful that we can worship Him. You know what worship does? It it, it takes our mind from being on the worth of man and putting it upon the worth of Him. It transports our thoughts from the earthly unto the heavenly. It it, it helps us not be so distressed uh, by all that we're seeing going on around us. Uh, Somebody told me during COVID uh, that year, oh, preacher, we're just going to all die. We're just going to, I said, God's still God. He's still good. Uh, By the way, he was good in God before COVID, uh, and he's good in God, uh, would say after COVID, but I don't know if it ever go away. But he's still God, uh, and he's still good. uh, And whatever else they bring up next, uh, he's still God. uh, He's still worthy of worship tonight. Amen. Uh, Still worthy. Oh, Psalm 104, 34. My meditation shall be sweet. You remember after Jesus rose from the grave, he made his sweet entrance that Sunday evening. To his disciples. Doors didn't even swing on the hinges. You say, why? He, he is the door. He don't need a hinge. And you'll notice when Jesus came, after days of distress, days of discouragement and feeling defeated, oh, John 20, he came in those doors. Here's what he said, peace be unto you. I don't know where you're at tonight, but you know what you need? You need to get somewhere. Jesus can enter in where you are and He can speak peace to you. The winds may still be blowing externally. And we may get up tomorrow and it's probably gotten worse nationally. But I'm telling you, that personal revival comes when we get into a personal worship and bring it in the church house. You say, I sure hope we have a good worship service today. It'll depend on how much you and I have worshiped before we got here. And I thought about old Thomas. I mentioned him a while ago. This sweat burns, amen. I've been eating too much salt. But salt is good. The next week, Thomas was with him. And Thomas, he was there and he said peace to Thomas. Then Thomas said, he saith to Thomas, reach thy finger, behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it in my side. Be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord, I love to see this facial expression on him. My Lord and my God. You notice true worship comes when we enter into his presence. We're trying to manufacture worship today. Uh, There ain't nobody, uh, thank God, he's a great song leader, minister, mute, whatever you want to call him. But we cannot manufacture worship on the inside of your soul. I'll tell you, the sor- our singing ought to come as an overflow of our worship. Uh, and when we come into the house of God, I love what the psalmist said uh, in Psalm 22 to Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Uh, 
You know, that's part of our giving is worship. It's more than just putting something in the plate. It's giving worship unto him. And oh, in this day and time, I don't want a rock to do what I'm supposed to be doing. God didn't send his son for a rock. He didn't die for a rock. But he said, if we don't cry out, he said, I'll make the rocks cry out. It'd be a lot better if a bunch of old-fashioned independent Baptists, each time we worship, would just let the spigot open and say, Lord I'm going to glorify you I'm going to praise you I don't want a rock to do what I'm supposed to be doing he's worthy tonight of our praise worthy tonight he said we, you know I don't know if your team won yesterday I don't know but it's amazing we cheer when our team wins we're sad when our favorite team or maybe your favorite player fumbles and it doesn't matter how good they are. At some point, just hang on. They're going to make a mistake. They're going to fumble. And no matter how long we've been in church, no matter how long we've been preaching, at some point we're going to have our fumbles. But I'm glad tonight that I get to worship one who's never fumbled. I worship one tonight that's never made a wrong call, never made a wrong move. He's altogether lovely. He's a bright morning star. He's a rose of Sharon. He's a lily of my valley. Thank God he's a lamb that came down. He's a savior that reigns on his throne tonight. He is worthy of all undistorted and undistracted worship. You know the greatest thing about it. One day, He's going to get the worship he deserves. One day every knee's going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Father, Lord, I come tonight. Lord, I pray tonight for myself that you'll increase my trust. Lord, it really hit me a while back when Job said, yet will I trust him. Lord, it wasn't for many chapters until everything got straightened out in his life. Situations. They didn't get better immediately the day after he said that. And Lord, tonight there may be some hurting tonight and hurt, maybe suffering many things. Could be personal, could be something external, internal. But God, I pray we'd get the heartbeat of Job saying, Lord, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Lord, there's situations going on in the lives of some tonight, and I know there are, and I don't know the specific situation, but any God-fearing, Bible-believing church, I know the devil would love to try to distract that. And Lord, he, he does that in our own personal lives, our homes. I pray for every young person here tonight, Lord. They just buckle down and say, I'm going to trust him. May not be the most popular, may not have the most things, but I'm going to trust Him. Trust Him. Lord, I pray for every mom and daddy, every grandma, every grandpa. Lord, would you help us to know tis so sweet just to trust you. We love you in Jesus' name.